three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is Hunter, and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing, bud? So, uh, we are, of course, in November as we uh, head to the end of the year here. This is just flu season over here in Reno, so I'm hopefully not getting sick. I feel like I might be, (laughs) so if my voice starts going out and I sound like the shoe toy from toy story i apologize in fans but uh, that would make for a good recording though it would it would right yeah (laughs) but uh but we're talking about just one move so before i we kind of jump in here so next uh early next week we'll have reviews up for okay there's a lot let me go down the list uh we'll have a review up for creed 2 ralph breaks the internet robin hood and then uh, also you have Green Book. So we'll have reviews up for that here in the next, uh, early next week. So uh, keep your, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you're subscribed so you know when those hit. So, all right. So yeah, I got a, I got a busy weekend uh, after Black Friday. <laughs> so see, seeing a lot of stuff. So many came out this week. They're like already out too. I think, I think they like uh, came out this, this evening on a Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I heard, it's either tonight or tomorrow they come out. Like a bunch of stuff is hitting. Yeah, and they were. I went to the theater this morning. They, they were all playing. Uh, oh, really? Later tonight, at least here. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of intense. Like yeah, but I digress. So what we are talking about though is Widows tonight, which of course is directed by Steve McQueen, who. Did you know one of the feel good movies of the year, uh, Twelve Years a Slave? Which, <laughs> which if you've listened to the podcast, you know how much admiration I have for that movie. I Twelve Years Colin saw me after I uh, after I saw that, and that movie just broke me. And what I think people forget, he did that movie Shame with Michael Fassbender, which was a really good movie. It's really dark, but it's a damn good movie. So between. Uh, Shame in Twelve Years a Slave. He he's really just been on this roll as far as just putting out really great, well shot, brilliantly directed films. So heading into this, the cast is stacked. We got Viola Davis, got Michelle Rodriguez, uh, got Colin Farrell, uh, got Paperboy, uh, <laughs> Brian uh, Tyree Henry. He'll always be Paperboy to me. I, oh yeah, I saw him. I was like, oh shit, Paperboy's in this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Paper boys running for city office. <laughs> um, uh, dude, uh, fucking Punisher is in this. John Bernthal's in it. Uh, Robert Duvall, which I I went really Robert Duvall. That's that's a pretty big get. And uh, the 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 guy who will be driving a a, a, a snowplow here in the next couple months, Liam Neeson. It's in this. so there's a lot. It's a huge cast of a lot of pretty acclaimed people so going in this i went i'm really curious how this is going to play out because i thought the trailers for it were all just so well done uh what i will say man um i don't know if you remember this movie do you remember the movie set it off with 
Queen Latifah, Jay Pinkett Smith. Is that ring a bell or am I? Um, it sounds familiar. I, I can't really remember what happens. Fair, fair enough. It, it's very similar to this, I will say. But this is the best version I think you could make of a movie like Set It Off. But there's a lot going on in this movie, and I think what I will say for me is. I was almost afraid of how it was going to end because I thought, you know, it kind of go this very predictable, you know, route as far as where it ended up. And where it ended up, I went, oh, okay. I actually appreciate that that wasn't kind of what I had in my head, if that makes sense. Uh, so going into this, I really did enjoy it. Uh, what were you kind of thinking going into this? Uh, yeah, kind of the same thing. Uh, star-studded cast, uh, Steve McQueen. Um, 12 Years a Slave is like a crazy movie. Um, so, I mean, I figured it was probably going to be like pretty intense, probably not like super um, heavy on the humor, <laughs> more, more <laughs> yeah. of a uh, serious movie, which um, turned out to be true. Uh, I, 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 I expected it to be really good, though, because, um, you know, from, you know, Steve McQueen hasn't done like a ton. It looks like he's done like a lot of short films yeah um but you know from you know seeing 12 years a slave as his last you know feature length movie you know you gotta expect this one's gonna be like pretty good and um yeah i was i, I was pretty impressed yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into it as we go through the plot but um yeah i definitely was like as it was playing out i was just like man there is a lot going on yeah, and, and so one thing I think we we one of our biggest complaints I think that we throw out pretty often is it's time, just how a movie will drag on too much, or maybe it was trying to cram so much in to such a short space that it didn't cover everything. This is just over two hours, two hours and eight minutes, and to be honest, I think out of all the films this year, this is one of those films that was just the perfect length. It wasn't too long, it didn't overstay its welcome. But it very much, I think, nailed what it was going for in the time it gave itself. Uh, I, I just talked about Nobody's Fool, that Tyler Perry movie. And that movie felt like it was three hours. And I was just sitting there thinking, God, I want to jump. I want to impale myself on something. But this it, this movie really did just have this, t- this, t- this building tension over and over and over. So jumping in here. So... Uh, Liam Neeson, who, can I just say, Liam Neeson is in his 60s, and there's a scene where he's shirtless, and I went, good for you, <laughs> when you are in very, <laughs> I went, you're in very good shape, sh- shape, sir, and I'm like, god, I'm 31, I need to get in Liam Neeson shape, and he's, he's, he's double my age, he's like, shit, okay, like, thanks for fat shaming me, but Liam Neeson plays uh, a guy named Harry Rollins, who is married to Viola Davis's Veronica. And can I just say, Viola Davis, you, you know, you've seen her How to Get Away from Murder, uh, Suicide Squad. She's the one good thing about Suicide Squad. Um, if they had a kid, first off, it'd be the most angry, intimidating child ever, For number one. Number two, when they have scenes together, and a lot of it's done through flashback with Liam Neeson, uh, John Berthal, and the other guys who make up the this crew, uh, that uh, crew of criminals that uh, Viola Davis's Veronica is intertwined with, just you know through marriage. What I found so interesting about the movie is the movie is very quiet. 
in the scenes between them. There's not a whole lot of dialogue, but the but Steve McQueen does such a great job of relaying where the relationship is without just having them say, you know, basically get to that, uh, uh, what's, what's the word, uh, the exposition route where they just lay everything out for you. You do have to kind of infer a little bit of it, but the movie does a good job of presenting it for you. So basically Veronica, her husband, Harry, gets killed and the other three women who start this movie, their husbands all get killed. They're a part of just uh, a bunch of... It, it's kind of like the town in that sense, where it's a group of robbers who keep going around doing jobs, doing jobs. And the movie starts off really intense with them trying to pull this job. And surprise, the cops show up and shoot them all, <laughs> shoot them all up in a very violent way, might I add. And... That's how the movie opens. It goes widows. I was like, shit, okay. So Veronica goes to the funeral for Harry and gets, uh, ends up getting, uh, wow, I cannot think of my words. Sorry, Cold Medicine got boys and girls. Sorry. She ends up getting um, met by uh, Jamal, who's played again by uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Paper Boy. And he basically goes, hey, your husband stole, I think he said $5 million? Or was, No, it was $2 million. I think it was $2 million. Yeah, $2 million because they were going to steal 5 and split that, it three ways with the extra. That's right, yeah. So he goes, hey, your husband stole $2 million from me. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about that. By the way, you're on the hook for his debt now. Womp womp. And so he, when he meets her, he meets her at her at their uh, this really nice penthouse apartment they have. And I gotta be honest, man, Jamal, there's a scene where, in that scene, he's pick, he picks up Veronica's dog, and I was afraid for that dog's life. I'm like, don't hurt the dog. I was like, just leave the dog alone. Like, I, I know you have Buster, and he's a good boy, but I was sitting there thinking, oh, Colin's gonna watch this and go, no, not the dog, he's a good boy. Don't, 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 don't hurt the dog. And yeah, I was like, I was like, if he hurts the dog, like, this movie is getting a terrible grade. Because I was having some John Wick flashbacks. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this, dog, this dog might be a fucking goner. And, but that's something the movie does so fucking well, is that it builds tension. And that whole scene, I was literally on the edge of my seat going, please don't hurt the dog, please don't hurt the dog. And there's a point where Jamal grabs Veronica by the face and goes, like, I'm giving you two weeks, basically don't fuck with me. And just from that point, I thought this, the movie just continued to build this tension in this great upward trajectory where you go okay you know that the big heist that they're gonna the, these women are gonna pull that's kind of the main event but you have all this other great stuff to kind of watch in between uh kind of your thoughts on uh uh on paper boy in his performance <laughs> yeah he was good um i i definitely like i i don't agree as much with how great everything else was in between like um i, th- I thought the movie felt a little long um, like I, I thought a lot of it, I don't know. It, it was just like losing me with the, the politics of, um, yeah, there, there's like a couple, a few different storylines going on with like Colin Farrell playing Jack Mulligan, who's like the son of an ex, um, politician in, in this, in this area of the ward. So like the, you know, the, the, the gangster kind of, duo that's that's really holding viola davis responsible for this at the same time while they're being thugs and trying to get their money back you know he's also running against colin farrell i i i mean 
I, I guess you could look at that as like a, you know he's intertwining all these stories, but um, I, I I thought it was just like it, it kind of that that part didn't interest me as much. I was like, oh, all right, let's get along with the heist type of stuff going on, like um, some some of that was like I, I don't know, I, I it was losing me a little bit. Okay, um, but I I thought. Um, when they're not doing the political stuff and they're just kind of being kind of like the head of their gang and, and intimidating people and doing all this crazy shit, that's when it was like, that movie was like super intense and awesome. Like the dude, um, that was, uh, is it Brian Henry, Tyree Henry? Oh no, that, that's, that's Paperboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, da- uh, Daniel, uh, uh, Klu- uh, Kluya, is that what you're yeah. thinking of? Yeah. From Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, IMDb has the worst listing of actors. He's like way tucked down here. He, and but he anyway. shouldn't, and he shouldn't be. <laughs> but, yeah. This, yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what's going on with this, but, um, anyway, like he, he's intimidating as fuck. And like, he, like he makes these two dudes rap. In one scene, Dude. and he's staring him like right in the eyes the whole time. Like that was an incredible scene. Like that was such a good scene. And then he just shoots him like point blank. It was like so cold blooded. Um, so I mean, there there was a lot of the movie I liked, but um, I guess it was mostly the political stuff. And then they were like fighting over the reverend. Like a lot, a lot of that stuff. Like I didn't really care about. So pertaining to the the, the main plot. So Daniel uh, Kluya, he plays a. I'm gonna butcher this. I, uh, Jatame, and he gets the big man of the year award because every time he's in this movie, he was doing yeah. a real big man thing. Whether it was uh, shooting those guys point blank range, well, he shoots the yeah. one guy point blank range and goes get out of here, and then shoots the other one while yeah. Baxter. And I went, <laughs> I went, what a big man! <laughs> so brutal. And then there's a point where he's getting information from this guy in a wheelchair and went jesus oh, christ i'm like this and he's guy. like he's like stabbing him with an ice pick in his legs that he can't feel his legs and he's like oh you couldn't feel that one he stabs him in up in the upper body so <laughs> like oh my god so i'm so evil so i think we've talked about it like violence normally doesn't get me like it takes a lot violence wise for me to go or like oh and that scene alone i went there's some violent shit in here i went oh wow this is this is pretty brutal i mean point blank range Shots, uh, sh- uh, shots with shotguns and stabbings. I went, damn. I went, okay. This is, this is really intense. Uh, getting to the other women in this, Michelle Rodriguez. I'm gonna be point blank. I've never thought she's a good actress. I've always thought she sucked. To be completely honest, uh, I know everyone goes, oh, but, but the Fast and Furious movies, it, it, it doesn't. Is that really acting? Let, let's just be, let's just be real. Um, even her in Avatar, I was just like, God damn, she's not good. This is the first time I can remember since, oh my god, that movie Girl Fight she did, which was back in 2000, so 18 years it's been, so since I pretty much went, oh wow, she actually had a good acting performance in this. Uh, she plays Linda, who has a couple kids, uh, her husband basically had a big gambling problem, so when he gets killed, uh, these... <laughs> These other big men show up and go, oh, hey, this this shop you have where you sell dresses is really cool. Too bad you don't own the shop. My name's on the fucking deed. Oh, yeah, so your husband probably should have mentioned that he never paid the bill. <laughs> and basically, he kept gambling it away. So, womp womp. And so, you actually do feel bad for her because she gets put in a shitty situation. So, it's really about all these women who have to settle the debt to Jamal 
to go ahead and cover their husbands' asses who aren't there anymore. And what I will say is, while I, I think if you, you've seen enough of these, you'll figure out that there's a twist. And I thought the twist was actually very well done, which is the only reason I kind of wouldn't go, it's cliche. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I thought the way that we got to the twist, I went, oh, okay, like, I appreciate that. Does that kind of make sense, or... Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I thought the twist was fine. Yeah, I mean, I think I think some people will see it coming, but when when it is revealed, I went, "Oh shit, okay, oh, that that that's fine, I'm okay with that." Uh, speaking of people I haven't liked anything in a, in a while, dude, I cannot remember uh, the last time I liked Colin Farrell in something. Like it has been a oh, oh the um oh what's that movie that you really like? Uh, the guy uh, the the lobster. I actually liked him in the lobster. I liked him in that. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would say I really like the lobster. That movie's really weird, but <laughs> he, he's definitely good in it. Yeah, my, I, my my one of my favorites he did was in Bruges, um, but that was a while ago. Yeah, I, I don't know what I've seen lately with him in it that I like. Yeah, it, it's been a minute. I mean, the last thing I can remember, he just does a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I think the last thing I liked him in uh, that that Fright Night remake that he did. Um, and then Horrible Bosses, that came out the same year. But that was 2011, so it's been seven years. Uh, oh, God, he did that Total Recall remake. I totally freaking forgot about that. Um, but Colin Farrell, this is the best he's been in something in a while. And his dad is Robert Duvall, so you get kind of that, uh, you know, get that father-son dynamic where basically they say that, uh, and, and I'll just say right now, like I, I think we've talked about. I talk about it enough. It, it does take a lot to kind of phase me, but there is nothing. There is nothing that will trick me quicker than just an old white guy saying the N word. There's just nothing that will make me more upset because Robert Duvall at a point because uh, b- because Colin Farrell's Jack Mulligan. He's running against a uh, paper boy. He's running against Jamal for uh, what? What is it? Uh, is it mayor? It's mayor, right? No, it's like it's like alderman or something. Oh, that's weird right. Of like a district, yeah. Yeah, and and, and basically, basically, Tom Mulligan, Robert Duvall's character, goes, "You better win. We don't lose to niggers." I went, "Is that necessary?" <laughs> I went, "Come on, man! Like, really? The in like, uh, okay." And he, 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 and honestly, what's cool about that though is that not not cool about him saying the N word, but what's cool about that dynamic. Is that you see Colin Farrell really trying to get away from the life? Like it really seems like he doesn't want. He's almost like Bobby Newport from Parks and Rec. Like he doesn't really want to run for this position, but his dad's like, "Hey, you need to run for this position. No black people." And he's like, yeah, "Okay, fine." So it's really interesting to see Jack kind of go. I'm going to do things like this and this, and his dad going, uh, "You can try that. It won't work because you know." All politics is corrupt, which to an extent is true. I mean, let's let's be real. I mean, yeah. But I think what's interesting about that story is that you do have that father son dynamic. You have the gangster dynamic. I, I felt like this movie was a mixture of something like the town mixed with like American gangster mixed with a little bit of Wall Street. Is kind of how I would kind of characterize it mixed with a little bit of set it off i think there's a i think there's a lot that this movie tries to do and i will be the first to admit i I do agree with you to extent i don't think it does everything as well as it does other pieces if that makes sense but as far as the main story i was invested in it 
especially when we do get to the to the end of it. Uh, one of the big compliments I want to give this movie is the violence. The way the violence is shot, everything feels like the town. Again, it feels brutal. It feels raw. It doesn't feel like that. Uh, it feels almost like um, kind of like Casino Royale as far as the as as far as the, the violence. Um, where I think other Bond films have kind of almost glamorized the violence. The violence in here is just brutal, and everything that hits as far as the death or as far as someone getting hurt, tortured, it feels real so that you're more invested in the movie and in these characters where things go, uh, when things start to kind of go south. Um, the other lady I do want to mention, because I thought she was great, is uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki. She plays Alice. So I think her storyline is is the one that might be the most divisive because she... I can't remember if she's a valley girl or not, but basically she is kind of was depending on her husband to care for her. Of course, he gets killed, so that's out the window. So she ends up becoming like a high class escort. She's seeing this dude, and I gotta be honest. While I was happy for where her character ended up, I thought the escort thing. I thought anytime it cut back to that, I kind of went eh, like I went. You're kind of slowing the movie down, and if they had taken another route to character i think the movie would have been stronger uh, kind of your thoughts on that um yeah i, I actually I, I thought it was interesting um the way her character played out um i i was i was it, it was interesting that that one that storyline got so much play yeah um whereas like Michelle Rodriguez, I felt like had no like very little story. Like once they robbed her place, like they never really went back to like what was going on with her at all. Um, like Elizabeth Debicki, like I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a perfectly fine like way for them to like develop the plot. Like you know her her mom was you know it was like it was just a lot of this movie. I felt like especially with how Robert Duvall was and then how Elizabeth Debicki's character's mom was. They're just like these old, just like <laughs> stuck in these terrible old ways of living. You know, like the man needs to provide for you. Um, you don't need to go get a husband, but the mom's like, you know, you should just become an escort um, type of advice. And um, so you got a little bit of that. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, that, that's just another part where it's like it kept going back to that storyline where I was like, this isn't developing the main plot at all. I don't know why this matters. Like, I don't really care about this. Like, I get it. She's an escort, and being an escort sucks. So, like, okay, move along. <laughs> yeah. And like, and and that, and that's how I felt a lot about like even even like that that scene you were talking about with Colin Farrell and Robert Duvall. Like, yeah, that, it was like a well directed scene. It was a well acted scene. But the whole time, I was just like, why does this matter? Like none, like not, like the, I don't care about this political race. And then at the end, like the political race is nothing. Like it really doesn't come to fruition in one way or the other at all. They just kind of like that is unresolved and just kind of like out there in the ether, while you know the main plot gets wrapped up, which is fine because that's the only really thing I I cared about. And that plot is it's like that that part of the movie is so good that you know like yeah scenes like that where you're talking about with Alice the character like. Yeah, it, it, it kept going back to it, and I was just like, I, you know, these these scenes individually directed, like, every time he, he's directing these scenes, Steve McQueen, like, they're always good, but I just didn't know, like, why I was supposed to care about them. 
So I think what's interesting about that, I, I will say for me, I I thought most of the movie was super well. I actually, I think the whole movie as a, as a whole is, is really well directed. I think this movie, while I appreciated the two hours and eight minutes, I went, okay, this is really good. I think you could have cut 10 minutes, 15 maybe, out of this Um Again, I don't have a problem with the link, but I think you could make very well make the case as far as, hey, you could have cut here, here, and here. Um, I think where they go ahead and they do wrap up the election as far as kind of where things end up, I, I think for as much play as that storyline got in the beginning of the movie, how they wrap it up, it is for, I think it's rushed as far as that plot thread in itself. I do agree with you. I think the main part of the movie wraps up really well. But as far as the election, I, I went, it's a little odd that you had this much, um, you know, that you had this much attention paid to it. And then at the end, it's kind of like, all right, here you go. And I kind of, and I remember kind of thinking, eh, okay. So, I mean, getting to my final thoughts here, I, I think you might be surprised with my grade, to be honest, because I, I feel like we've criticized it a decent amount. But I really enjoyed this. I Is it going to make my top 10? It might just miss it because I was going through just kind of doing a mock list today. And I went, God, there's a lot of good stuff uh, that I really enjoyed. Eighth grade. Uh, that That's a movie we're going to review here next week. And, and, and spoiler alert, I adore that movie. But... As far as this is concerned, the action is so well done. Some of the, 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 the character performances, everyone felt and knew that they had a job to do. And Viola Davis, man, that woman is just, we, we don't deserve her. She is, she's vulnerable, she's intense, she's violent when she needs to be. And I think the last 20 minutes or so of this movie are so intense when the heist is actually being pulled. I went, oh, fuck yeah, okay, this is, this is what I'm talking about. I, I really did enjoy this. Uh, I'm going to give this a solid A. Um, there there are some issues, not not ones I think break the movie, but ones that keep this from being something like an American gangster or a godfather, kind of going to that that higher end echelon for me, personally. But I'd still give this an A. So yeah, A for me. Uh, Colin, your final thoughts on grades, sir? Yeah, I think uh, pr- probably the best part of this movie is Viola Davis, and I could see her getting a nomination. She could, um, yeah, for an Oscar for this. Um, that, that's the thing. This movie has like really great acting performances. The directing's really well done. I love how the really intense scenes are shot, um, like from the opening heist uh, till like you were just mentioning the the um, the ending heist was really well shot. Super intense. Um, the things I really loved was, uh, you know, the scenes where they're, they're really setting the stakes really high, you know, when the, the, the dude's shooting the guy in the head and in the back and, you know, you're, you're seeing how serious these guys are. You have Paperboy coming in, like holding a dog by a collar, like, (laughs) you know, like these guys are crazy, you know, like, um, uh, so it really, it really puts into perspective why Viola Davis's character would would actually go to these lengths to pull a heist. Like that all was like I thought that was like super well done. Um, so yeah, I was I wasn't you know thrilled with um, some of the fillers and, and scenes that were kind of put in there. Um, but w- what really mattered was you know I, I really enjoyed the main part of the movie. So um, yeah, it, it's it's probably 
you know, not going to stand out too much at the end of the year. Um, but it was still like a really fun movie to watch. I- I'm going to give it a solid B plus. B plus. I-, I had a feeling that's where we're going to go because I- I'll be honest, I was kind of between B plus A. And just because some of the character work, I went, this, this is an A. Because I'll buy this when it comes out. But um, I actually just rewatched Crazy Rich Asians, which I know is very random. But uh, I... Again? Yeah, actually. I, I, uh, I, I just rewatched that. And God, I love that movie. So I'll be honest with you. They're, they're, I think my big thing is because I was thinking, is this a fan-fucking-tastic? But then I think about the town... And the town's a fan fucking tastic. Like I just rewatched that maybe a week ago, and I fucking love that movie. Like I forgot how much I love the town, and I just rewatched American Gangster maybe a month or so ago, and I think those are both similar enough movies that do what this was trying to do better, if that makes sense. So I just yeah, I I mean the character working here is so well done, and Steve McQueen he's three for three. For me, he's he's entering that Edgar Wright, you know, kind of Ryan Coogler territory where I see his name it, that he's attached to something. I'll go see it because so I just think the brother is that talented, and it's really nice to have a good black director who doesn't sell us out like Tyler Perry. Sorry, um, <laughs> but in, but I digress. So I I I I paid ten, I paid full price to see this. I I would say if you saw us at full price, you wouldn't. Uh, you you wouldn't feel uh you wouldn't feel cheated so yeah so I, I but I agree with the, I can totally see the B plus though too so I, I think that's a totally fair grade for this given the uh the stuff we picked apart but guys did you see widows let us know what you thought in the comments below you can follow us on SoundCloud iTunes and Google Play Music at the Real Pineapple like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple follow our buddy Scott on Twitter at, at Nearman the First we miss you Scott. Follow Colin on Twitter at the Real Neil, and you can follow yours truly on Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the recording, we'll have reviews up next weekend for uh, or next week, early next week for Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Creed Two. Uh, oh God, what else? Uh, uh, Ralph breaks the Internet. Um, Green Book, Green Book, and Robin Hood. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, there, there's a lot of shit that came out. I'm just like, oh god, okay, we gotta get through all this. Um, so guys, if you're if you're listening before uh, Thanksgiving, I just want to say thank you so much for being a listener. We uh, we keep doing this because we love you guys, and because for whatever reason you guys listen. How weird is that? Um, I just like to say to uh, my buddy Colin here uh, as he's coming to town. I get to see him. Yay. Uh, I, uh, I love you, dude. You're a great, you're a great podcaster. Uh, you're an even better friend. And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for you and I'm thankful for all you listening. So uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. <laughs>